This morning, I want to share with you about a character in the Bible that has been someone that has just seemed to reoccur to me lately as I've been looking at the Bible and just a further investigation of his life just showed me some things that were really admirable and I believe the Lord can use to speak to us today. And it's somebody that really his story is, he's kind of a a lesser character in the Bible, but yet his story is very impactful in who he was and trying to follow the Lord and honor God with his life. And his story starts really with a book in the Bible. There's two books in the Bible that have his name, Samuel. And this morning I want to talk to you about Samuel a little bit. And there's something about Samuel that we learn in the Bible that is really just empowering, knowing about Samuel's life. But before we really talk about Samuel's life, it's important to note the beginnings of Samuel's life. And we talked about this some time ago in a prayer meeting about the beginning in Hannah praying for Samuel, waiting for the Lord, that she was barren and she was crying out and petitioning the Lord and praying for a child, and here comes Samuel. But it's important to mark what happened in the beginnings in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and 2, is that we see here is a woman who is praying and calling upon the Lord and petitioning God on behalf of of trying to have a child. And even 1 Samuel chapter 2 is nothing but a prayer recorded there. It's Hannah's prayer that is just put there. And so the beginnings before Samuel even came into the world, his life was marked by prayer. His life was marked by being with the Lord, someone who interceded and petitioned God on his, on his behalf. So prayer was a foundational point in Samuel's life. And it's interesting that when you read 1 Samuel, if you go through and you just study it sometime, you'll notice a theme that begins to emerge in Samuel's life. There's things that are recorded about Samuel and times where Samuel does this thing that we're going to talk about today that is just really pivotal and happens over and over in Samuel's life and it's a repeated pattern in his life. And it all starts with that prayer that Hannah prayed But then it starts with Samuel's first actions as well as we see in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And I just want to read you this one verse here today. You know the story of Samuel in the temple in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And there he is and Eli's there and he thinks that Eli's calling him. And Eli eventually tells him, it's not me that's calling you, it's the Lord that's calling you. So go and wait before the Lord. And so in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10, the Bible says that now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. What Samuel learned here in the temple would be the way that his life would be guided for the remainder of his days. What Samuel learned here in the temple, this principle of what is so important, would guide all of his decision making, would guide all of his leadership that we're going to read about today. Everything that would happen, it all started right here, what he learned in the temple, and that's prayer. 
Samuel's life, which you're going to see today, is Samuel was, you know, we often use this term sometimes about talking about people who are fervent in prayer and calling upon the Lord. But Samuel, I would argue, in the Bible is one of the first, what I would call a prayer warrior. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is a prayer warrior. And that's what Samuel was, was that Samuel was a prayer warrior. And it's really one of those things that you don't really see right away. But when you read the scope of Samuel's life, you're going to see that in his life, he realized he had to be dedicated to prayer. And it all started with right here in the beginning of his life, in the temple, learning to listen to the Lord. And that starts us off today by realizing that a life of prayer is guided by listening to the Lord. A life of prayer is guided by listening to the Lord. It's guided by learning to develop an ear to hear the Lord. And we talk about this often, and it's something that is so important in my life, and I try to practice it often, is developing an ear to hear the Lord. Jesus spoke, and when he spoke, he would often add at the end of his teachings, he that has an ear, let him hear he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. It was so important in Jesus' teaching that he realized that what was necessary for his followers was an ear to hear, an ear to listen, to discern, to be able to put an ear to the Father and be able to respond when he's calling and know that when God speaks, I'm going to step up. When God calls, I'm going to answer. When God gives me something in my ear, I'm going to take him at his word. And this was foundational in Samuel's life and foundational in who I'm going to call today the prayer warrior. A life of prayer and Samuel's life, his life as a prayer warrior, was guided by listening to the Lord. You know, Samuel would be raised up, really, his, his title was prophet. His title was judge at, during, his, during his leadership. But really, Samuel's title, if you really want to dive into and look at what he truly did, Samuel's title was prayer warrior. That's what he did. And that's what we're going to discover today as we read about Samuel's life was that he trusted in the Lord enough to continually go, in his pre to go into the presence of the Lord, to continually seek God's face, yearn for him, and call upon him on behalf of the people that he was leading. And you're going to realize today that a life of prayer in Samuel's life was not just something he did. It was a part of his identity. It was a part of who he was. He realized that his leadership and his life as a prayer warrior were inseparable and one without the other would cause a drastic failure in leadership in Samuel's life and we do end up seeing that picture that happens because later on you're going to see that Saul comes along and Saul is one here is Samuel who is learning a life as a prayer warrior leaning and trusting on the Lord and then Saul comes along and Saul begins to lose his ear to hear and does whatever he wants disregards the voice of the Lord and then there is a drastic fall in his leadership and then you'll notice that what happens next is Samuel begins to petition and he's for the next person that's going to come along is got to be somebody whose heart is after the Lord who will search for the Lord after his heart and so really this is not just a lesson about a prayer warrior but this is a lesson about leadership in general that in order to be a leader a spiritual leader a life of 
Prayer is paramount. And without a life of prayer, there will be no leadership that will soon fall very quickly. And so here we're going to read today a few things about Samuel. There are four times really the Bible shows us in Samuel's life where he goes in to pray or he seeks the Lord. And we're going to kind of examine why and what are the reasons behind and what makes someone a prayer warrior. And you know, my hope today is, and we've often said that God has called some people to be prayer warriors and God has called some people to be preachers. And we've kind of separated the life of us a prayer warrior as though it was somebody specifically. And yes, there are people who are gifted to pray, but I want to tell you today, that gifting is for all of us today. All of us have the privilege of prayer, and some may have the, uh, the privilege of the others, the gifting to pray more than others, but all of us have been called to pray. And you're going to see that in Samuel's life, although he was called to be a prophet and a judge, he was called, most of all, to be a prayer warrior. And so we're going to look here today in 1 Samuel chapter 7. Samuel is trying to reason with the people, and you're going to see this pattern in Samuel's life, is that there is this continual call that Samuel has been, he's developed an ear to hear, he's, he's listening to the Lord, and he's trying to beckon the people to come back to the Father, come seek Him, serve Him. And so 1 Samuel chapter 7 tells us here in the beginnings that he says, in verse 3, he says, direct your heart to the Lord and serve Him only. Samuel's first petition to the people was to direct their heart to God, to serve God wholeheartedly. Serve Him with everything you've got. Serve Him from the inmost being. Serve Him and serve Him only. And he goes on to tell him that if you do this, He will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Now, this is just a little side note for those of you who like to study the Bible, is that in this lesson of prayer in 1 Samuel, there is a constant enemy in the life of prayer, and it's the Philistines. And it's almost like a literary device that happens in 1 Samuel, is that every time that prayer comes up or there's disobedience or rebellion, somehow the Philistines are always present. And if you'll take note of that, you'll see that every time that there was a little bit of emergence from following God wholeheartedly, the Philistines show up in the pages. And it's amazing to me that here is this little pesk that shows up every time that they begin to deviate from the Lord. So he's called them. He says, direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only. And then the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 9. So Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And notice what he does here. And Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. Samuel cried out to the Lord, and the Lord answered him. The first thing that marked the life of a prayer warrior, it was guided by listening to the Lord, but now the life of a prayer warrior is someone who serves God wholeheartedly. Is someone who gives God everything they've got, not withholding anything, but it's all to the Lord. And this was the trouble with the people of Israel, and truthfully, it's the trouble with us all, is serving God wholeheartedly seems to be the thing that trips us up the most, is we can serve God on Sundays, we can serve God in seasons of our life, but serving God wholeheartedly is the greatest challenge for most of us because it requires us to just absolutely lay it all down. 
Surrender it all, giving it all up to the Lord. And this was what Samuel was petitioning and calling the people, was to come and serve him with everything you've got. Don't just do whatever you want. Don't just go here and there and serve all these other gods. And here we see the, the picture of Israel who had all these different Baals and other gods that they were serving. And Samuel made them a petition and a plea on their behalf. He cried out to the Lord, God, hear them, forgive them, repent, have them repent and turn away from them what he was doing. And the Bible shows them that this amazing thing here, and the Lord answered him. And the Lord answered him. You know, I've become, I've made it a habit in my time of reading the Bible, is that every time the Bible says about this, about somebody in the Bible, it says that the Lord answered him, I just go ahead and I circle it. Because it reminds me that every time I pray, that there are people who have come before me, when they prayed, the Lord answered them. And every time I go to pray, that I have the same privilege and the same access to the throne of God to know that if I will serve God with all of my heart, then I can expect God to answer. If I serve God with everything that's within me, if I seek first the kingdom of God, then all of these things shall be added to you. It's a life lesson to me that every time that this Samuel called for them to serve the Lord with all of their heart, God answered. God responded. God turned and worked on their behalf. And Samuel's not the only one. This happens over and over again throughout Scripture is that when people were serving the Lord with all of their heart and they loved Him above all else, then Jesus responded. God answered, the Lord answered, and worked on their behalf. And it ought to be an example to you and I today that if we'll serve God with all of our heart, not just seasons, not just days, not just half of our heart, but with all of our heart, then you can expect the Lord to answer. You can have enough faith to say that knock and it will be open to you. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Because that is the nature of a relationship with the Father. Is that God takes good pleasure in giving good gifts to His children. God takes pleasure in answering the ones who are fully committed to Him. Who are fully surrendered to Him. That's the ones God loves to work on their behalf. Because you know why? It doesn't give us the, the credit. It endorses God. It endorses who God is. When you and I love God with all of our heart, it shows that God is above all and in all and through all, and only God can answer all. And it's proof to God's power, and it has nothing to do with us. And that's the amazing thing. So Samuel, the life of a prayer where it was marked by serving God wholeheartedly. The second thing you're going to see is here goes Samuel once again. He's trying to lead this stubborn people to the Lord, trying to help them forsake their bales, forsake their gods, and trying to get them to live a life that was depending and clinging to the Lord. And so then the Bible shows us in 1 Samuel chapter 8, which is a huge chapter in all of the Bible. You can read this chapter sometime because this Bible has huge implications for the gospel as well. Is that here is 1 Samuel chapter 8 and the people come begging Samuel. They come coming to him and said, Samuel. Basically, they said, Samuel, we know you're connected to the Lord. We know you pray. We know you're, you're close to the Lord. And they said, we want a king. Give us a king. And this thing always breaks my heart because I see it in, in, in my heart and others as well is, is this thing of comparison that happens. As they said, we see all of the other nations and they have kings and we want a king like they do. 
who will stand above the people and who will go and fight our battles for us. And you know what? Samuel knew that it wasn't right. Samuel knew that their petition was wrong. But the Bible says that Samuel went and prayed about it. And so the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 8 and verse 6, it says that the thing displeased Samuel. Notice how Samuel's displeasure led him to prayer. This thing displeased Samuel. And when they said, give us a king to govern us, Samuel prayed to the Lord. Samuel prayed to the Lord. Let me pause here for a moment before we read the rest of this. You know, this is one thing about a life of a prayer warrior. is that Samuel knew what was wrong. He knew what they were asking for was wrong. And he knew that this wasn't right. And he knew that it displeased the Lord. He knew that it wasn't God's will. He knew that very well. But you notice what Samuel did? Is that Samuel's immediate reaction was, I'll go pray about it. I'll go before the Lord. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to be bitter. I'm just going to go pray. I don't have to whine about it. I don't have to be a bad leader because of it. I'm just going to go pray. And notice that this is what fueled Samuel's time of prayer is that he took all of the weight and all of the displeasure that he was happened and he's, the Bible shows us Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, listen to the voice of the people. Now surely Samuel is thrown off by this because he knows that it's wrong. Listen to the voice of the people. Samuel thinks this isn't right. And so the Bible goes on to say, for they have not rejected you, for they have rejected me from being the king over them. We see here that Samuel, that a life of a prayer warrior, it is serving God wholeheartedly. And secondly, it's seeking his direction. Seeking his direction. A, a prayer warrior is going to be somebody who their compass is the Lord. Their compass is the Holy Spirit working inside of them. A prayer warrior is going to have every day of their life, every step and every moment of their decision making guided by the Lord. The smallest decisions to the largest decisions, they're going to be guided by the Lord. And in Samuel's life, he knew this was what he had to do. He didn't like the situation he was in. Sure, he was probably angry. He was probably upset about it. But notice what he did. He sought the Lord. He sought God's direction. He sought wisdom from God. He sought God's help. And it shows us what happens in the life of, the pray of a prayer warrior. And the Psalms show us this as well. That even though we are human and full of emotions, and sometimes they're not godly emotions, that the right thing to do is to redirect those to the Father, to go before God. And even though our emotions and want to guide us one way, Samuel didn't let them guide him. He went and he prayed to the Lord. He wasn't guided by the way he felt. He was guided by the Lord. And it shows us the rhythm that you and I have to live in as a prayer warrior that continually seeks his direction. Not living by our feelings, not living by the way that I think I want to go, but it's going and praying to the Lord. And this was what's amazing to me is Samuel goes before God and God gives him an answer that he knew was wrong. But Samuel had to do it anyways. And 
In this moment, Samuel didn't know that this decision that he was about to set up on behalf of the Lord was going to cause him great problems. He was going to have to deal with Saul's uh, just foolishness for the next several years, but he did it anyways. He did it anyways. It shows us that when you seek God's direction, that there is not this thing about getting my way, but it becomes about obedience. It becomes about when you seek God's direction, you don't just seek his direction and get his direction and then do what you want anyways. You obey what God says. You follow through with what the Lord guides. And this is what Samuel had to learn, even though as a hard of a lesson as it was, is that he learned that seeking the Lord's direction means actually obeying the Lord's direction. That if you're going to seek God's direction, if you're going to go to God and you're going to seek his direction, then are you ready to follow his direction? Because sometimes his direction isn't always what we like, but it's what God calls us because he knows what's best. Samuel had to learn to seek God's direction. The third thing you're going to see in this is that here we are in 1 Samuel chapter 12, and now we're going to see Samuel beginning to deal with the difficulties of Saul. Well, he's been dealing with them, but now Samuel does something that is really interesting. As we begin to see Samuel, that he begins to fade into the background a little bit. And Saul is the leader. He's the highlight of these, these moments in history. But here is Samuel always in the background. And watch what he does in 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. As the people are living in rebellion and, and pushing away the Lord and pushing away and Saul's doing whatever he wants, the Bible says, Samuel says, Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct you in the good and right way. And later on, you're going to see that in, verse, in chapter 13 and 14, the Bible says this, Saul, here he goes and he commits the unlawful sacrifice. And the Bible says that he says to him, but now your kingdom will not continue for the Lord has sought a man after his own heart and the Lord has appointed him to be ruler over his people because you have not kept what the Lord has commanded you to do. A prayer warrior serves God with all of their heart. They seek his direction and they surrender always. Surrender always. You know, surrender always is this thing that kind of goes back to our first point, but it's a little bit different. Surrender always is what, what Samuel had in his life. Was It was a surrender to the call of God and the vocation of God that he had upon his life. He made it his decision and his heart. He said, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. I love this verse because it shows us Samuel's heart. And it shows us the type of responsibility that comes with the call of God upon our lives. Is that Samuel realized that he was being kicked to the curb. He realized that there was no place for his leadership among the people anymore. And he realized that what God wanted to do, they weren't going to allow but Samuel made it his heart, is I've done this since I was a child. I've learned to listen to the Lord, and I'm not going to stop praying. I'm going to keep praying. And I love how Samuel's dedication and continual surrender was almost like a form of hope. 
Because he was a prayer warrior, he always lived with hope in mind. He always lived with, I'm going to keep trusting in God. I'm not going to let God, I'm not going to give up on the Lord. I'm always going to call upon the name of the Lord. I'm always going to seek his face and continue to pray. And that was exactly what he did. And he showed in his own way by telling Saul, what this is going on here? No, the Lord's looking for somebody who's after his heart, who's surrendered to him always. And that was the problem with the Israelites all along was that they wanted a king and they didn't want God to be their king. They didn't want to surrender to the Lord as king. And the Lord said to them, they have not rejected you, Samuel. They've rejected me. And it shows us that a life of a prayer warrior lives in surrender. Always surrendering, never trying to take up our own will, but always laying down my will and saying, not mine, but yours be done, Lord. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If this was so important, then why would the Father, why would Jesus teach his disciples to pray just that in the Lord's prayer? Pray this way, he said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God knew that in order for us to live a life of relationship with the Lord, it requires us to continually call upon God's will, continually seek Him and surrender and trust in God's will to be done and not our own. The rejection of man's will should be the, the heart of every Christian. The rejection of my own will should be the thing that pushes us away because it was man's will that brought about Saul, that brought about the fall of the kings. It was man's will that brought about the Tower of Babel. It was man's will that brought about the fall of humanity. And so the Bible shows us here that every time you and I just live a life of surrendering, I'm pushing away. Not my will, but yours be done. It's a continual saying, I want what God wants. I want not what my flesh wants. I want what God wants. Then you will live a life of a true relationship with the Lord because that has been the thorn in the flesh for thousands of years in the humanity of all of humanity. Surrender always. And finally, you're going to see this in Samuel's life. In 1 Samuel chapter 15 and 11. Was here with Saul. He had finally been rejected as king. And the Bible says, the Lord has spoke. The word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not carried out my commands. And Samuel was angry. And he cried out to the Lord all night. This is heartbreaking, really. Was here with Samuel. Just look at Samuel's life. Samuel is a miracle. He wasn't supposed to happen. He's a miracle. He's an answer to prayer. We see that in the beginning. And then even Samuel's own calling in 1 Samuel chapter 3. It's a miracle. Here's a little boy in the temple trying to discern and ask what, what's going on here, trying to follow the ways of the Lord. And it's a little boy, and God speaks to the little boy, raises him up to be a blessing. But now here he is, and he's done something. He's, a put, he's appointed Saul to be king, which he knew was not the will of the Lord. And now he hears from the Lord, I regret that decision. And you know what happens to Samuel? The Bible says in just three words, Samuel was angry. But I'd say his anger was pretty deep. Because his life had been just almost like culminated in this moment. And so therefore, he cried out to the Lord all night. All night. 
The life of a prayer warrior is marked by selfless compassion. Saul, uh, Samuel realized in his life that he was living in a relationship with the Lord and it was beautiful and it was wonderful and it was great. But you and I have great relationships with the Lord, not just for ourselves, but to be a blessing and help others. And this was the case in Samuel's life as a prayer warrior. That being a prayer warrior, yes, it was foundational in his own spiritual life, but it was also foundational in how he served and loved others. It caused him to have selfless compassion. So much so that it compelled him to pray all night long. Seeking the Lord, calling upon him, saying, Lord, why, why, why? He petitioned on behalf of the people, seeking God. And you know what happens next? God raises up David. God raises up a king who would search after him with all of his heart, even though he had his own flaws. And it's amazing to me that this is one of those verses in the Bible. That what would have happened if Samuel didn't cry out to the Lord all night? What would have happened if Samuel didn't listen to the Lord in this moment? What would have happened if these Verses, two verses right here were erased from the Bible. Who would have come along and found David? Who would have come along and said to Jesse, no, the king, all these sons, he's not here. There's another one somewhere. Who would have done it? But there was something about Samuel had learned to develop an ear to hear the Lord. He had learned to surrender. He had learned to serve God with all of his heart. He had learned to seek his direction. And now he realized that it wasn't about him. It was about God's plan. So therefore he interceded. He prayed. He trusted God. He continually called upon the Lord. And God raised up a great plan that came next in, this day, in David's life and in Samuel's life and in the history of all of Israel. It required selfless compassion. When you live a life, when you and I live a life that is continually abiding and praying and seeking the Lord, what's going to come out of us is something that does not look like us. When you and I live a life that is praying and trusting God, what's going to come out of us is going to start to resemble the Father and not us. It is selfless compassion. It's the type of love that Jesus had that compelled him to the cross. It's the type of love that the apostles had to serve the Lord even though they were being persecuted. It's the type of love that can only come from God. It's the type of love that says even though you may lose a whole night's sleep, it's not about you. It's about the Lord. It's selfless compassion. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. And you know what's amazing to me about Samuel's story is here he is, a prayer warrior. A prayer warrior. He fought his battles through prayer. He conquered giants through prayer. He appointed kings and he took down kings through prayer. He learned as a boy to listen to the Lord in prayer. And what God did in prayer in the life of Samuel was everything for him. It was all of his life. And what I love about this is that the story is carried on through David's life. Is that David follows in Samuel's footsteps. And of course, David had his flaws as well. But David was one who sought after the Lord sought after his heart. And God raised up, really through David, another Samuel, another prayer warrior. 
that they said, we want a king who will fight for us, and here comes David. He's not even king, and he runs down in that valley and takes down Goliath. He's not even king, and he's leading people across deserts and caves and mountains and all these places. He's not even king, but yet he's been anointed by the Lord. What a principle for you and I to learn that the life of prayer marks the believer. That prayer sets apart the believer. That prayer is everything in the life of the believer. It's not about the device of prayer. It's about the dependency on the Lord. A lot of religions pray, but not all of the religions lean on Jesus as Lord. And when you and I pray, we just fall with everything we've got on the Lord. And so David learned this principle. And I want to leave you with this. And David said, this one thing I've asked of the Lord. Imagine all the things you could ask of the Lord. And here's the thing David asked. One thing I asked of the Lord in Psalm 27, 4, that I will seek after to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. You know what's funny about that verse? Is David basically said, I ask that I can just keep praying. Lord, just let me inquire in your temple. Just let me keep praying. Like Samuel did. He was learning to listen with an ear in your temple. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life. I just want to be beholding you, living in adoration and praise of you. That's all I want to do. All the things David could have asked, he said, no, I want to seek after the Lord. I want to live in his presence forever. Would you stand with me this morning? Oh, what a joy it is to pray. Would you close your eyes with me for a moment this morning? Why is it important in 2021 that God would help us to be prayer warriors? Because it was prayer that advanced the church in Acts chapter 2. And through the rest of the stories, it was prayer that carried the apostles when they thought they couldn't go on anymore. It was prayer that has been the sustainer of the church for hundreds of years. And if you and I are going to change our community and our world, it's going to start when God helps us to become prayer warriors. People who powerfully prevail on behalf of our community, who powerfully go before the Lord and trust Him with all of our heart, surrendering to Him, seeking His direction. That's the type of people that will turn the world upside down. That's the type of people that God is looking for, the one who will search after His own heart. And right now, in the moment that we stand in our world, oh, how God is just yearning for people to become prayer warriors, to seek after Him like Samuel. And this morning, I say that as well to say that we believe in prayer today. And we believe that if you will call upon the Lord, He shall answer you. And this morning, if you're here today and there's something in your life you need prayer for, I know that there are some lovely people here today who would love to pray for you, who would love to join with you and trust God with you, to call upon the Lord on your behalf, to intercede and pray, to cry out to the Lord all day and night. How is it that the Lord can waken somebody who I don't even know and say, pray for this person and all night long, just pray? Oh, because it's the Lord at work in us and how God wants to work in us 
And it starts with you and I living a life of prayer. We talk about it a lot because we, it's important. We gather on Wednesdays because it's important, because it's everything to who we are, trusting and leaning on the Lord. And this morning, if you're here and there's something we can pray with you, or if you just want to call upon the Lord for a few moments as the choir comes, would you just come stand at the front this morning? Maybe you want to kneel at the altar today. You could do that as well. Maybe you want to kneel at your seat. But this morning, can we just prevail in prayer for a little bit? Learning to seek the Lord's will. Maybe you need direction in your life. Just seek God's direction. Maybe you need to surrender. Come pray, surrender, however it may be. Lord, today we thank you. We thank you for the model of Samuel's life for us, Lord. God, I just pray that you would help us all to become prayer warriors, Lord. Some people fight their battles with devices from here and there and everywhere. But Lord, today, when I'm facing a mountain, when we are facing a mountain, we pray. When I'm feeling emotional and angry, angry and upset like Samuel, I pray. When I don't know where to go or how to make this decision, we pray. We just keep coming back to you, Lord. And Father, we pray like David prayed. One thing I ask of the Lord, to dwell in his temple, to behold his beauty, Lord. Oh God, help us to have that in prayer. Just enjoy the presence of the Lord, the beauty of prayer, being with you, knowing you, relying on you today. God, help us. We trust in you today, Lord. We seek your face this morning. God, use us today as we pray. As the choir sings, would you just call upon the Lord? Just pray. Just talk to him this morning. Lift up your voice to him. Maybe you want to kneel at the front. If there's somebody you want to pray with you, just grab them. Come pray this morning. Call upon the Lord today.